There's another world out there. I know there is. Who are you? This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. <laughs> and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. There are no gunslayers. Not anymore. Why does the man in black want to destroy the tower? The tower protects both our worlds. If it falls, hell will be unleashed. He's like the devil, isn't he? No, he's worse. You can't stop what's coming. Death always wins. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We are a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com, find the blog at obsessiveviewer.com, and you can like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer. And uh, this episode is a special bonus episode uh, all about the Dark Tower trailer that finally finally was released um finally yeah yes so uh we're gonna dig into that we're gonna talk about um the reaction from our facebook group uh posters and everything and we're going to just kind of give our thoughts on the trailer and uh share our thoughts on our feelings toward the dark tower movie that is coming out august 4th um and before we do that uh the episode sponsor for this week of course is horror movie yearbook from the midwest podcast network you can find them at hm yearbook on twitter and at horrormovieyearbook.com they're a great um horror movie podcast that uh that covers uh, movies based on the year that they were released and they contextualize them with the current events and the um, uh, current events and pop culture of the time of their, their release. It's a lot of fun. Go check them out. Highly recommend it. Yeah. So let's, let's dig right into it. Tiny, how are you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. 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 So, <laughs> <laughs> so today the dark tower trailer finally came out and, uh, I think for those for those who are just, you know, uh maybe they found this podcast because they were looking for Dark Tower related stuff. Um Tiny and I are huge fans of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, huge fans of Stephen King. Um and yeah, so we have been eagerly anticipating the any news, any release, anything about the Dark Tower movie. Um so kind of our our kind of uh, emergency bonus episode here is our thoughts on the Dark Tower trailer that was released today on May 3rd, uh, 2017. So um, we will be reviewing the movie, I'm sure, in mm-hmm. August. Are you I don't know yet. I'm, I'm not committed to that. Well, no. um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Tiny's kidding, guys. I am kidding. Um, yeah. And I was honestly thinking that, like, I mean, still, I, I'm... I mean, we're going to probably have two episodes devoted to it, to be honest. That's, I mean, if you want to. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, like, have us do an episode that's just me and you. Or, like, maybe me, you, and someone who hasn't read the books. Like, like maybe Fekas or, or someone to come on and just do a spoiler-free review of the movie as moviegoers are concerned. And then us do a supplemental episode that's just you and I talking about it from the perspective of fans of the book series and uh, 
yeah, that's that's my that's my thought process for it. So okay, we'll see what we do in October. Mm-hmm. Nope, August. It's it's <laughs> August. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so first I kind of want to kind of well, I kind of want to go ahead and uh, go into the Facebook group and and talk about their reactions um, on the Facebook group to this trailer. Um, you heard a bit of the trailer in the beginning of this episode. Just kind of run down, and it's the first. It's the first. Uh, official trailer for the Dark Tower movie uh, directed by Nic- uh, Nikolai Arcel. Um, it's set to release August 4th. There was a, um, there was a leaked, like, un- like non-finished uh, trailer that was re- leaked, like, around November or December. Um, but this is the full-length official trailer. And uh, in it, we see a lot of footage of Jake and Roland and the man in black and uh, we see parts of Midworld and parts of the um, what appears to be present day New York City um, as Roland and Jake go on their little adventure there. And uh, it's uh, to put it in a word, obviously, it's very different from what you would expect from the books, but we'll get into all that uh, shortly. But I did post in the Facebook group and asked, uh, let's talk about the official trailer for the dark tower. What does everyone think? And we got some really good feedback and I'm going to kind of go off of, off of that as well to include some other feedback that I've seen across the internet. So, um, (laughs) uh, should I just, do you want to alternate or should, should we, how should we do that? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, we'll play. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, uh, so Tony Troxel, friend of the show Tony Troxel and fellow podcaster at Indiana Geeking, um, or Geeking in Indiana podcast, um, at Indiana Geeking on Twitter, he said, I think now you're, go- you're going to finally shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was really nice he also tagged me on a facebook post yeah. saying maybe he'll maybe you'll shut up now um no no i replied and said that obviously we're going to have to start pumping out weekly bonus episodes for dark tower updates engaging our our thoughts on it um in the weeks ahead tiny that's non-negotiable non-negotiable Wow. <laughs> non-negotiable mm-hmm. um so we'll we will be doing that and then uh I'll I'll just say Chad's real quick. Yeah. Um, he, uh, our friend Chad from the Secular Perspective at thesecularperspective.com, he said, I thought I heard the sound of Matt orga- orgasming uh, echoing through the city last night, <laughs> to which I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Tiny, do you want to read uh, Matt Quiet's uh, yeah. one and we can, we can talk about it? Matt Quiet, our friend and fellow podcaster at the Nerds Domain. Uh, Matt said, I haven't read the books. Is this similar to the actual storyline? I thought three things while watching this. I love Matthew McConaughey as a villain, or just in a serious and intense role. I love Idris Elba, and this looks really good, but will it hold up enough to the book to please the fans and still be accessible to an unread audience? And that, I think, is a loaded question. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. Um, And then he followed that up after my response and said, do you think it's worth me trying to read the books before the movie comes out? Um, I did that with American Gods before the show started, but I'm waiting to binge the show. Um, and, <laughs> and then friend of the show and Patreon subscriber, uh, Matthew and Draco. Matt and Draco, I, I just read his name on Facebook, uh, so it's it's Matt and Draco. <laughs> anyway, here I thought I was go- going to be good reading the first book. Now I have to rush to finish them all. Yeah. Um, so to kind of go back to Matt Quiet's uh, 
thoughts. What did you, what what's your response to him, Tiny? Um, I would say. I, I don't think it's going to hold up uh, enough to the book to please fans. I really don't. I mean, right. just I think there's and that's not so much a criticism of the movie. That's more of a criticism of the fans. I think I think right. people are just like, nope. Uh, I pictured him as Clint Eastwood. Can't watch it. Yeah. Like you know, and that's that's it. They're done. And there's there's so many people like that. They're so set in their ways. I think traditionalists or like big fans of the books are going mm-hmm. to kind of trash it for that. That's what I foresee. Yeah, and I'm, I, I agree, and I'm afraid for that. Um, yeah. Just because I kind of my my thought process is I think people want a Lord of the Rings style thing where they are adapting the book pretty close to it. Um, I know that I know that um, um, Peter Jackson did make changes and everything, but. I mean, he stuck close to the source material, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, I've never read Lord of the Rings, so forgive me for that. But um, for the most part, he followed the beats of it. It's it's an adaptation, and people were pleased with it. Um, but I think that people who want a Dark Tower adaptation want that type of meticulous adaptation, which I don't fault them for, just because, I mean, it's it's Stephen King's magnum opus. It's It's a sprawling adventure epic that is just beautiful um it goes into such weird bizarre directions that even like even i us as hardcore fans we don't agree with every decision that king made and everything and like i mean granted like if they made a strict adaptation of it i mean if you do go book by book i mean you're going to lose an audience in the first book because or in the first movie because the first book is Honestly, it's kind of dry compared to the rest of the series. Yeah, right. Um, and that's that's getting into a whole other discussion. But um, I think that people who maybe haven't read up on the on the uh, on the news surrounding the um, surrounding the movie, or people who haven't paid close attention to the production, or just people who have and just haven't have just kind of been angry about that um, about the choices that are made, they're not. I mean, they're they're still sticking to that. I want a I want a Harry Potter adaptation. I want a Lord of the Rings style adaptation. When which this isn't what that's going to be at all. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, the heart of the story is not the race or ethnic makeup of the main right. character. Like that's just not right. That's really not what's important. Yeah, and I think and I think what I actually it's funny because I actually wasn't even really inferring anything about the okay. the race. I was thinking more just in terms of uh the the style of it and uh like being true to the source material in terms of the chronology of what happens and the events that happen in a in a step by step thing mm, like yeah. yeah but we'll get into that when we talk about our feelings on it um jeff palermo from uh sci-fi on screen a podcast i really love uh he said not what i expected am not entirely thrilled and then he said, I've only read the first three books, so I don't know the whole story as uh, as King completed it. There's a tough guy macho action movie element to the trailer that I don't think fits the spirit of the books. And uh, and yeah, I, I'll, I'll just read my response because this is where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that it makes perfect sense. Uh, the beauty of the books is how it melds so many different genre elements together and creates a really interesting and deep mythology. I feel like the mythical, the mythical world and the mythology hinted at in the trailer is pretty on point for me, 
but there is an emphasis on action in the trailer, whereas the books have action kind of spread out to really maximize the impact. Like in in the Gunslinger, there's one like kind of action set piece, and it's not an action movie set piece. It's like it's a character doing something deplorable to a group of people. Um, and it's, it's kind of, I wouldn't say, Oh, I don't know if I'd make the comparison to the church scene from, from, uh, from Kingsman Kingsman, but it's kind of similar to that in yeah, a way. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then I went on to say that one could argue that they'll need more action in the movie to grab the movie going audience. And like, it's more for a market marketability standpoint that, I mean, if they want to create a franchise out of this, they need to get asses in the seats. Um, but honestly, and I fully admit that that could totally be a, a fanboy cop out on my part. Um, but overall I have faith that it'll honor the source material in a unique way. Um, yeah, so that's that's our back and forth with uh, Jeff there. And do you want to read Justin's? Yeah, uh, our friend Justin, he said, As someone who only had a brief dalliance with the first book in the series a decade ago, one, the midair reloading looks a tad goofy. I get the feel they're going for, but it's just it just came off a tad cheesy. That rapid reload from the belt was hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I typically can't stand Matthew McConaughey, but that's probably a good thing in this instance. Should make for a pretty despicable villain. And three, everything else looks absolutely epic. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the midair reloading is like the standout thing of the trailer. I Just, yeah. just because it's, it's going to be controversial i think there's gonna be mm-hmm. people like this who are like that's like weird or, right or i think it's just goofy like to use justin's word yeah. um but i i personally i thought it was pretty awesome because i mean all, all in the book all that's really described is that he reloads incredibly fast like yeah there's multiple references throughout the series where um <laughs> a cat just like jumps on the tower right. and rings some stuff <laughs> no <laughs> uh, but there's multiple references across the series where characters referenced how unbelievably fast Roland is at mm-hmm. performing things related to the guns. And so, but there's no like specifics necessarily. Yeah. And, and so they, they have the ability to take creative liberties there. And mm-hmm. that's like, you know, you can only represent that so many ways and right. it's, it is very acrobatic and maybe a little over mm-hmm. the top, but yeah, I don't care. I, I don't <laughs> either. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like you said, in the books, there are descriptions of him reloading, like, like, like ungodly fast like it is it is like like you can barely comprehend how quick he's reloading a reloading revolvers or just drawing Um, the gun or just drawing the gun yeah Yeah. um which is i mean he's he's a gunslinger like that's his the whole thing about him as a character is he's like it's the equivalent of a gun welding like uh knight of the of the round table like that's kind of the the um uh the way to put it into context so he is like a master with the guns um and so when you read that in the books it's like like you get in your head like you can you can picture like him doing this this really quick reloading and everything and tricking and everything um but translating like that's honestly that's one of the things that i was most concerned about with the movie being like the book being adapted the books being adapted is that when you have that in your head like you can you know you can cheat in your head and like create these images of of like really like obscenely like out of out of the realm of possibility like quick movements that that fit the character as as described but to translate and translate that to film and to capture it on film 
is really difficult. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, as far as the shots that we saw in the trailer, like I didn't have a problem with the, with the midair reload. I thought it looked kind of cool. Me too. Um, a little bit goofy. That's, that's fair. But I mean, like the quick reload from from the belt and the way that he just he just fires the fires the bullets into the revolver mm-hmm. as it as it goes through. Like that's that was that was great. I loved that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next comment was from frequent guest, frequent guest and friend of the show, Robert Feckus, who <laughs> he just said confusing. <laughs> very elaborate yeah so i asked him to elaborate and uh i also said if you say because roland is supposed to be white then i'm never going to go back to vegas that's kind of an inside thing where i'm hopefully going to go to vegas next year with with him and a, bu- a bunch of guys I'm supposed to go this year but it didn't pan out but anyway um and so he followed that up by saying that his confusion uh came from him only reading the first book um and then he asked if the two worlds thing with the kid uh, follows the books because it kind of seemed odd, which it uh, it's funny, and that's kind of where I'm at as far as not ba- the backlash per se, but the the reaction to people wanting like a strict adaptation is that like he read the first book, he read the Gunslinger, and so he is at a loss for this parallel dimension thing and this this whole this whole like basically the entire mythology and the important thing to think about when when thinking about this as an adaptation of Stephen King's uh, Stephen King's novels um the gunslinger was he started writing the gunslinger when he was 19 and it was published in a serialized format um in like monthly publications and he went back and revised it when he wrote the rest of the books. Like his writing style is literally he's going from like he doesn't outline or anything to an extent. He just he just free flows writing and he he writes everything and then um edits it and everything. So when he wrote the gunslinger, I mean this is the story of a of a mysterious gunslinger who's wandering the desert for an undetermined amount of time. He meets this kid. Um they're in pursuit of this um wizard that's known as the man in black who holds the key to finding the tower that's in a nutshell that is the gunslinger the novel if you were to adapt that page by page it it didn't make for kind of a boring movie yeah um and going forward like in the series books two three four and and on they like they really expand upon the mythology of midworld and and of the and of the beam and like like all of these things about the storyline that is just touched on in the gunslinger because Stephen King went back and revised it right so it's like it's it's impossible to just do just the gunslinger so um so yeah so anyway that's that's a little rant there but right did you have any thoughts on uh on Fekas's, uh Thoughts? Other than Deco, you said. I mean, ironically, it'd almost be better to like start with book two if you're coming into the series, and then read that, and then go back and read the Gunslinger as like yeah, it's you. I think you described it before as like a prologue almost. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Gunslinger is almost like a prologue to the Dark Tower series, and like if you read the Gunslinger and you feel like I don't really think this is really my speed or really my thing. Like the heart of the story and the and the actual tone, maybe not tone of the story, but the mythology of it, and maybe tone is the right word of the entire saga and the entire series is really um, 
fleshed out in Drawing of the Three, which is book two, um, which is probably like on a on certain days it's my favorite Dark Tower book. Me too. Um, yeah, and it's I mean it's 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 fantastic. Yep. Um, and yeah, so uh, let's see. Also, Justin replied and said that there were Easter eggs in the trailer that we'll talk about in the. Uh, and our little discussion here, I did want to bring mm-hmm. up a couple of things real quick. Um, okay, yeah, well, um, someone I know on Facebook said the Dark Tower trailer is exa- is exactly what I didn't want. Oh. Um, and he went on to say it's going to be a total fucking nightmare for anyone who loved the books. I don't hate any of the actors, but it seems like they're making it into some kind of buddy film right off the bat. The Gunslinger... I'm um, not going to read that because that's a spoiler for the gunslinger. Um, then he said, please, uh, God, please don't fuck this up, Hollywood. Um, and you know, it's funny because like, and I, I meant to respond to that, uh, but I, I never did. Um, it's funny because he says that it's it's like a buddy movie right off the bat, which the the gunslinger is just Roland and Jake. That's right. that's the gunslinger. That's the book. The gunslinger is them, their journey in pursuit of the man in black. That's right. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, not sure what he means by that. Me neither. And and I do get the kind of uh, I I don't know. But um, one of the reservations I have, and we can kind of dive into our thoughts on the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reservations I have, real quick, is the focus of jake as the main character because the the book starts the most famous line that stephen king's written probably um definitely <laughs> i don't know about the most famous but he claims it's his, his best sentence yeah his his best sentence yeah, yeah um is the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed it's the it's the sentence that opens the dark tower saga and and that's it's a beautifully constructed sentence mm-hmm. um I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, oh, um, it starts with that, and the the whole first book and the whole story is is Roland is the main character. He's one of the, he's one of Stephen King's greatest characters. But the trailer and from what I've read and everything shows that the the movie is kind of putting Jake to be the focal point and the focal character, and that's my that's probably my biggest reservation about about the movie and and what they're doing with it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've talked a lot. Tiny, what are your <laughs> reactions to the Dark Tower trailer? Because we have not talked about it. Sure, sure. Um, my reaction is positive. Nice. It is a positive reaction. Um, I I think it's important to reference. Uh, both the the the, the full length trailer and the teasers that came out because mm-hmm. there were some teasers on Monday. Yes, uh, yesterday or, uh, or Tuesday. 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 There uh, were a couple yeah. teasers. Yeah, um, one was focused on Matthew McConaughey's character. One was Idris Elba's. Right, right. Um, but there's a there's a shot, if you will, in the t te- in one of the teasers that is not in the main trailer. I think I know what you're talking about. And there was that shot like gave me goosebumps. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it was the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. yeah. So like that that gave me goosebumps. And like mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's fucking perfect. Like yeah. that was that was perfect. That one shot. Mm-hmm. Um but unfortunately I don't I didn't get that f- same feeling with mm-hmm. anything in the main trailer. Okay. Which was a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. But that's just the trailer. That's not the whole movie. Right. So to to know that there's a shot like that 
it's just an establishing shot mm-hmm. in the teaser that means there has to be at least a couple things like that in the movie mm-hmm. which made me very happy because that means there's going to be something for me in this movie that <laughs> right. I'm going to really like um, yeah. and it's going to be so true to the books and very just it's just going to have that aesthetic that I associate with this whole series um, and just nail it perfectly. So I, I was really happy to see that. So that, that made me very hopeful. Mm, me too. On that note, and we can, we can move on. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. But um, Kanye. on that, right on that note, um, and this is veering into slight, not necessarily spoiler talk or anything, but I just want to say like that imagery and like my memory of it. And maybe I filled in the background a little bit in my mm-hmm. mind to want it to be at a specific setting. But it's it's a doorway. Um, my hope, my hope, is that that is like one of the last shots in the movie. Okay, that's yeah. that's my hope. Is that that is that is right at the end of the movie, and it it sorry opens the door to <laughs> to further yeah uh, installments uh, to come. Agreed. But that's all I'll say on that. So uh, any more? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, earlier on, you referred to. Um the man in black has a wizard, mm-hmm. which he is. And that's, he is the, a wizard. And that's like kind of, that's just not really what I've thought of him as, mm-hmm. but he obviously has magical kind of tendencies to him. Yeah. Um, but they, that was on pretty, pretty stark display in this trailer. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, there's, there's a, some scenes of Roland and the man in black having a battle if you will. Yeah. Um, which, which isn't really necessarily in keeping with the, uh, in keeping with the books. Right. It's, it's not, it's not, um, it's I knew just, it was going to happen though. I knew yeah. it was going to be in the movie, in the series. Yeah. If it turns into a series, hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed. Right. Um, I knew that was going to happen because the, the battle, if you will, between Roland and mm-hmm. the man in black and the books is, is mostly ideas. It's mostly yeah. a battle of ideas. They only meet like once or twice in the mm-hmm. whole series. I mean, it's yeah. It's just not a big it's not a big thing. It's mostly behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. and it's agents of both of those both sides conf- conflicting with each other yes. more than the two oh. actually do. Yeah. And that's and, like and the- that's that's part of the brilliance of the series. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's and and they they have a battle of words mm-hmm. at certain points throughout the the series and the books and that that for me that was that appealed to me more than the two of them mm-hmm. actually like having a fist fight or a gunfight whatever exactly and, um in the way it's depicted in the trailer i mean maybe this is me just making excuses and and being somewhat of an apologist to that i totally i agree yeah because first first i mean we do have that line where he says uh have you told the boy that anyone who uh, who goes with you ends up dead by my hand. Mm-hmm. Did you tell the kid whoever walks with you dies by my hand? Uh, which there's something about the tone of voice he uses. That I'm not, I'm not too, I, that kind of rubbed me just a little bit of the wrong, the wrong way. It didn't yeah. really feel like, um, Walter slash the man in black. Um, I wish they had the rights to the stand anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, that uh, and like that shows that there is them meeting at one point, and then there is the big action scene where they're in a they're in a building somewhere, and Roland is firing at him as he slides down a hallway, and he shoot he's he's not fir- firing at him, he's firing up at the 
glass right. ceiling. He's breaking that glass ceiling. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and then the man in black stops the glass before it hits him. Um, and also, I maybe wizard isn't necessarily the right word. It's more sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, I mean, uses, he uses magic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, but like my hope and my, my excuse for that in the trailer is that hopefully that's, I mean, hopefully that's Roland attacking the man in black and then they have their palaver and that's where they bring out the ideas and, and they're yeah. conflicting their conflict essentially. Right. But I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see, but uh, anyway, yeah. continue anymore. But that, that, that scene that you just described is what I was coming to. It, mm-hmm. There, he shoots that glass and like the there's kind of a there's a shot of Matthew Conaghy sticking his hands up in the air and seeing, using some kind of force to stop the glass from falling on him mm-hmm. and like that's I wasn't crazy about it to be honest sure I mean I like I said I knew that was going to be in the movie mm-hmm. there's gonna I knew there was going to need to be some physical conflict some mm-hmm. action um but I I was just hoping. I don't know. I, I'm just not looking forward to that. I'm not yeah. criticizing the movie or the, the trailer for having that in it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really looking forward to that. And I, I, I'm, I'm much more looking forward to the, the conflict of ideas as mm-hmm. opposed to the conflict of if they do it like they did in the book, if, if right. it's like the books, you know? Um, but yeah, the whole, just, yeah. just, just seeing, just seeing the magic stuff. It's, it was so ancillary mm-hmm. in the, in the books. It was just like, something that happened it wasn't it wasn't a focus i mean it's sort sort of but yes yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah and and like you said it was also behind the scenes it wasn't right. like it wasn't like they were you know he was casting spells at at roland it was like he was controlling humans and you know attack having them attack roland right. and stuff like that right um on that note it like the comparison that i would make is like you're I totally agree I totally see where you're coming from. It didn't bother me as much, but it is it is it's festering a little bit. It it's um, it, it was Michael Bayish. A little bit. A, a little bit. Which, that, I mean that might be a little harsh for me. Yeah. But but I totally see where you can come to that. Yeah. Um but my my comparison that I would make is it's like yes, Roland is a master gunslinger. Um the man in black is a sorcerer with with really powerful magic abilities and stuff. But the comparison that I would make is like to kind of go back to, you know, comparing this to like Lord of the Rings or to Harry Potter, like with Harry Potter, like they had wands and stuff and they had magic and stuff, but like it's not until like the fifth book that you, or fifth movie also that you see like actual, like, like battles with the wands and stuff. And like, I think like that storyline fit like that, was that was really well done because like you have that that background and stuff. I kind of wish that there would be. And granted, this is all conjecture <laughs> based mm-hmm. on a three two minute trailer, right? Um, but I kind of feel like if they were going to do this big battle between the Man in Black and and Roland, like you know, save that. But I know that they're kind of. I, I'm not sure how they're going to do the movie with the expectation of having a franchise, or if they're it's please dear God, no, be a standalone thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we can, we can talk more about that or do you have any other, um, like I said, it, my, my reaction to it is positive. I mean, <laughs> cause I, there's going to be stuff in there for me and like, there's 
for for a fan of my caliber, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> caliber. Yeah, I guess. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, it, it was it's it's a positive reaction to it and it's mm-hmm. it's making me more excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um I it, it was it was it was a good thing and I'm I'm yeah. glad I'm glad it turned out the way it did. I'm glad mm-hmm. that it's um while while I was critical of those things I, like I said, I, I again I acknowledge it needs to be there, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they included it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wish the trailer would have had a little more, a few more thing, a few more, um, not Easter eggs, but um, I don't know, ideas and concepts, mm-hmm. uh, uh, characteristics of the world itself and the characters. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted a little more depth, I guess I'd say, sure. a little bit more stuff for us, you mm-hmm. know. But I realized that us being the diehard fans are probably not going to be the primary the primary uh focus of mm-hmm. the demographic they're looking for with this movie they're right they're looking for like the 17 year old kid that wants to see shit blow up yeah. that's what they're going for you know they're going for the michael bay crowd and i understand why they have to do that exactly but i just i wanted to see a little bit more they made us wait for fucking ever for the damn trailer uh yeah and the movie itself i wish they would have given us a little bit more in the trailer Right. If that makes sense. I hope it does. Oh, it absolutely does. And I'm kind of of the thought that <laughs> um, uh, if we weren't three months away from the damn movie, yeah. like I would think like, okay, this is the trailer. This trailer is for the non-readers. This is the trailer to get people interested. I mean, they released it the week that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is, 2 is coming out, I believe it's going to be playing with that movie. I think so. Yeah, and I mean, from that, I can understand the marketing standpoint yes. 100%. Uh, me too. Yes, because you have in the trailer a very, very, not heavy-handed, but very thorough and thorough with brevity uh, exposition dump. Uh, mm-hmm. Gunslinger's... Gunslingers are are no longer there. Uh, the tower controls uh, both worlds. Um, they're in pursuit of the man in black. They need to save the tower. Like all of this stuff is condensed into uh, like probably fifteen seconds of the whole movie of the whole trailer. And so you need that for the layperson to see it and make a decision of oh that sounds interesting to me. It's the logline of the series essentially is what's what's spelled out in the beginning of this trailer and like i've seen people um complain or, or people people say that like online say that uh say that oh it would have worked a lot better if they would have had like a couple months ago or something had a teaser trailer that was just matthew mcconaughey walking through the desert says man in black fled across the desert then a shot of idris elba in pursuit of him and the gunslinger followed and like that would be the the teaser trailer for it which would be amazing and mm-hmm. would give me chills and would make me very very excited about it but it would also be disingenuous to what the movie is because it is true it would get people in the the idea that it's a straight adaptation which yeah. it's not right it's um good point yeah um and it's also important to note that it's the Dark Tower series is so weird and bizarre yeah. and strange that this movie like it it is both an adaptation and a continuation. It's like it's it's so it's I don't think that I don't think that anything like this has happened before in terms of of 
a, a novel being published or um, a, a movie adapting um, a series of novel novels because it is it is in that interesting like the in an interesting cross section where it's a continuation and and a uh, a uh, an adaptation and also a condensed version of several elements of the of the books and everything like the shot in the in the trailer of Jake in the house going into Midworld that's that's from book 3 of the series mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and it's obviously not at all what happens how it happens in book 3 um so it's it's an interesting experiment in ad, uh, in adaptations and everything and the at the end of the day we still have these books like it's not like this movie could be terrible please god i hope not but we will still have these books and i will still love the books yeah and i will still see this movie several fucking times yeah um which makes me completely like now i understand the star wars prequels for people (laughs) i get it now uh, yeah, and you know, they're still they're, Marvel's still making Dark Tower comics. Uh huh. Stephen King is still writing books and still mm-hmm. linking universes together. Mm-hmm. So who knows what we could get there? Yeah. Um, it's weird, and this is total uh, obsessive book nerd stuff. But um, I would love for Stephen King to. And this is like people say, like, oh, I want I want Stephen King to write a book about the Battle of Jericho Hill, which is part of the dark tower mythology mm-hmm. and Roland's backstory. Um, and I'm sitting here like, I want him to make like a spinoff book about the Tet corporation yeah. <laughs> and like the corporate espionage. That's, that's kind of hinted at in the later books. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a complete ancillary like background thing that happens. And it's just like, there's like a couple scenes in the books where it's like, they talk about this whole thing that's been going on on another like in another side of the like another type of universe and everything another timeline and stuff that's been going on and it's all in protection of the tower and i'm like i would freaking love to see that Mm -hmm. uh or like i would totally read a book about that but anyway um back to the trailer uh any more thoughts that you have or should i dive in mine or any more Uh, go for it yeah sorry i forgot you're fine (laughs) um so my thoughts on the trailer are uh like okay, I'm resoundingly positive on it. Did I use that word right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, resoundingly positive. Uh, that was a joke. Anyway, <laughs> um, I am. I am very positive on it, and that's mostly because a. I mean, the Dark Tower, dude. It's yeah. like I can't speak for you, but I mean, it's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Just about. It's my. It's my favorite thing, and. I just love that it's happening. I'm I love that we now have proof that this movie exists <laughs> and is going to come out. Yeah. Um and again, like I said, it could suck, it could be terrible. It's not going to it's not going to ruin my enjoyment of the of the novels. It's just it's just not. Mm-hmm. Um and I know that you can't adapt the novels. It's just impossible to adapt them into a film or into a series of films without making major changes in concessions. That's why I think that the concept of it being a continuation slash adaptation and everything is, is really plays well to it because the opening scene of the movie has a very specific image to me. And that like, as long as that's the opening shot of the movie, 
anything's fair game. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, my thoughts on the trailer. Um, I want to kind of go into a little bit of the negatives here. Um, Tom Taylor, I think he's fine. He looks like he'll, he'll be fine. They, uh, they at least appear to have good chemistry. He and Idris, um, there's one part and this is probably nitpicking, but there's one part in the trailer that I will cut and add here in post when I'm editing the podcast. That was just me reminding myself when I edit, but, um, <laughs> Uh, there's a part where he says, if the tower falls, uh, six billion people or billions of people will, in my world, will die. It's a cool, it's a cool, like, part of it. Um, which also, you know, deep-seated fans of the, of the novels will be pissed that Jake is trying to convince him to save the tower when, I mean, that, and that is a, like, I get it. That is totally a, a valid argument because that's one of the things I don't like about what they're changing is that the whole crux of the entire book series is that like Roland, it like his, his drive, the, his entire character is based around his pursuit of the tower. That's what he is about uh, to have the character in the movie be off the path of the tower and, and uh, needing to be convinced to go after and, and to save the universe is a uh, kind of a tough sell, but there's that moment where he says, if the tower falls and there's something about the way that he says it, that it's like his accent drops and it's like, I'm just like, I, I feel like, is, is that the best take that they got of that? <laughs> because I don't know. And I'll, I'll cut this part out, but I'll, I'll play it for you. so you can get some feedback if you didn't see it. Is he not American? I don't know because I've been saying that his accent drops. But I mean, for all I know, he could be okay. He could be born and raised in Brooklyn. The world might be gone, <laughs> but mine isn't. You let that tower fall, billions of people die. Do they have guns and bullets in your world? You're gonna like Earth. Mm-hmm. Love that line. That was fun. Yeah, you're gonna okay. like Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so when he says when the tower falls, there's. But you, did you hear that when I played it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I really did. I didn't notice it when I watched it yeah. before, like, mm-hmm. but after you pointed it out, yeah. It's kinda... He visibly winced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that's one reservation I have for that. Um, I did real one thing that I really liked. I thought this was cool because I've been, I've been paying attention to the production and everything as much as I can. Uh, I got one, like, really cool surprise out of it because I had no idea that this actor was cast in the movie. Um, yeah yeah when when uh uh when he's saying like the gunslinger like mantra uh, and it says um forget the face of your father there's a shot of idris with fucking dennis haysbert i know i'm like that's so awesome like dennis haysbert is cast as stephen deshane and i'm like that is perfect casting perfect like oh my god like i Oh my god! Like, like <laughs> I want so many scenes of them together. I know, me like, too. and I know that we're not going to get many or hardly any scenes with them. But like, like that is a perfect father son casting, mm-hmm. and like, especially with a character with like characters in the line of Eld, um, which is a little inside baseball, guys. But anyway, um, like. I mean, like one of the reasons why I loved the casting of Idris Elba is he has this ability to have this striking, like, um, very nuanced and imposing 
like uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a presence. imposing presence, yeah. yeah. And Dennis Haysbert, I mean, he's he got the same thing exactly. He can yeah. be like an intimidating and imposing figure, and it's like just that, like him playing Stephen, Dish- like that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, man, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, and then that line, that that fun little line where. Um, Roland's like, do they have guns and bullets in your world? And then Jake just says, you're going to like Earth a lot. Yeah. I I liked, I thought that was cute. That, that was, was funny. Cool. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. It makes me, oh God, it makes me excited because down the road, if they do more movies, if they bring it, if they expand on the, on everything, they bring in Eddie. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the Easter eggs? I did. I noticed okay. two of them. I don't know how many there are. I think two are the, the two that you're referring to are the ones that have been yeah. the most prominent. I know that they're, and that's one of the things that I really like about the idea of this movie is that even if they shit the bed and the movie is terrible and everything is just the world, the, the tower falls and, and everything is gone. Cause this, this movie sucks like my own personal tower um Mm -hmm. at least it's gonna have tons of awesome stephen king easter eggs yeah like that's where i'm at with it like in Mm -hmm. the trailer we get a shot of jake wandering through a wasteland and it says pennywise it has the balloons and Mm -hmm. everything obvious reference to it um and then also on the desk um what I assume is, I don't know the context that it could be Jake's room or it could be the, the, um, psychiatrist's office. Uh, there's a photograph of the overlook hotel, uh, from the shining, of course. It's just, and I know that there is a production still that has, a, a storefront. That's a reference to, um, I'll keep that as a spoiler free, but, uh, as a reference to another King work, um, so it's going to be at least a love letter in some regards to the work of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. W- when you said that about the door and uh, not having that like that like sense of like this is for me thing, mm-hmm. um, when Roland is say is reciting that gunslinger creed mantra whatever, um, like that iconic thing from the books, uh, when he's reciting it, I'm like this is this is. This is what I want. <laughs> um, it's just, it's great um, to hear him say. And in the the visuals of him, like at the end of it, where he's like, you can see he's, he's about to fire um, and he pulls off that shot. It's just like, that's cool. That's just, that's just cool to me. Yeah. Um, and honestly, people saying that it doesn't match the tone and stuff and it seems more action heavy. Like, yes, it does. Like him, him flying through, flying through rooms, firing the, firing the guns and everything. But like that, that at the end where he is, he's, he's taking a breath. He's, he's like sensing what's, what all's going on. And he raises the gun, fires one shot and blows that guy's head off. Like that's, that's Roland Deschain. Mm-hmm. That's the gunslinger. That's the tone that I want the movie to strike. Um, and I think that that element of it, without the without the benefit of the context uh, knowing the context of the movie of course is very much in keeping with the tone of the of the novels that i love so much yeah yeah um let's see what else i feel like there is so much more that we can go over <laughs> um what did you think because the production stills and everything that that's uh 
that have released and all all the information we've had before this trailer has been in basically production stills and stuff. So tiny um, in those stills and everything, we didn't see much of Midworld, but in this trailer we get a lot of good footage of mm-hmm. the Gunslinger's world. How did you feel about that? I feel pretty good about it. Um, especially some of the establishing shots that we got. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned the one earlier that gave me goosebumps uh, mm-hmm. that had the door in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there seems to be, there's an establishing shot of what I assume is Gilead. Mm. Fallen Gilead. That oh, just, yeah. Like I had kind to, at po- the beginning. Yes. Okay. I like, pa- I had to pause it and mm-hmm. like, look at it for a while just because I was like, there's so much detail here. Is there any Easter eggs here? And it's like, yeah, just, it, it was awesome. Um, so I, I that I was pretty satisfied with. I just wanted a little bit more of it. Sure. Um, the, and and you know some of the some of the cruxes of the uh, of the book franchise uh, were on pretty cool display. Um, mm-hmm. Most notably for me, like the portal uh-huh. uh, like back and forth between Midworld and Earth. Um, I dug that. I, I dug that. I think it, I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my only issue with it is that in the books, it's like a it's a hard thing to do and like yeah. they have to go through quite a bit of hardship to be able to get those portals to open and mm-hmm. to use them. Um, and it, it seems like they're kind of using them a little willy nilly in this and in, in the trailer anyways. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case in the movie or not Yeah, in the series. If it turns into a movie series, uh, right. fingers crossed. Yeah. I can't say that enough. <laughs> right. So, uh, so, so I was, I was a little concerned there, but, that's that still remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to see the movie first. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think those little those little nuggets of of things that I've had mental images of for the past several years since I've read the books mm-hmm. to see them visually represented was super cool. And mm-hmm. and I I was fairly happy with the stuff that I saw. Yeah, me too. Um, I really liked it. I thought that a lot of it, and this is maybe just me. Um, being a little more in a little a little more uh uh pigeonholed to to the original books and everything to to the gunslinger itself um but I was kind of hoping for more like a desert landscape um yeah cuz we do see a lot of like like the overgrown what could be gilead what, what could possibly not be gilead um but in like the the Pennywise thing and a bunch of the other things, like it, there's a lot of variety, which I do appreciate because I'm sure that the because the movie seems like it's going to be split between Midworld and and our world, um, and I do appreciate the different the different landscapes and stuff because like there's a shot of Roland in a field. Um, there is like a field, an overgrown thing, kind of a, a slightly mountainous terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of variety there. And I kind of appreciate that because you're going to want to basically, um, convey that they are traveling great distances and everything. That's the kind of one of the big things about the, about their journey. Um, so I, I can appreciate that. I was just kind of hoping for more of a desert landscape and, and more of a dry, arid thing. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. And to your point about them kind of going willy nilly between worlds, I mean, granted, there is only like a couple of shots of them yeah. going through portals. I do the portal itself. I kind of wish was, you know, a door, but right. I, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I mean, it is kind of like the, the shot of 
of Jake going through that portal into Midworld seems, and maybe again, this is my bias as a book reader and, and a bias as the source material that it's, that it's, that it's taken from. Um, it seems very much like a, Hey, I just drew this thing. I found the place. I'm going to go through this doorway or go through this portal. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like a, it didn't seem like a, uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully in the context of the movie, he is, you know, this is a huge, huge moment for him. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Um, that, and then, um, the shots of the actual tower, which granted, I don't know how, I don't know how the, the movie is plotted. I don't know how it's going to turn out and everything, but there are shots of what I assume are, that is visual representations of the tower exploding and the, the beams hitting it, which also, yeah, it did look like the actual beams converging on it. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I was say that was so one of, freaking cool. That was one of those images that I had had in my head that I saw and I was like, God, that looks really cool. Yeah. My, my hope for that is that it's just a, a fantasy. Like I, it's like a dream or something. Yeah. yeah. Not an actual. Yeah. Yeah. Because my hope, my, my hope for it, and maybe we can kind of end the podcast with this, um, here in like three hours, but, <laughs> um, my hope is that, you know, that Roland and Jake don't make it to the tower. <laughs> like, right. I hope that it leaves it open for a franchise to eventually reach the tower with, you know, I mean, the whole quartet right. would be, would be preferable. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh God. I just t- turned it back to that. But anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, it's it looks great. It does look cool. Yeah. Um any other thoughts on it or should we start winding down a little bit? I wind it down. I I'm not yeah. sure how much else I have to say about it. Yeah. Me me neither. Um Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um I really hope that at one point at some point in the movie, um I really hope that with Roland going into uh, our world, I want there to be a lot of him learning about it and like interacting with our world. Mm-hmm. Like I want him to say photographs, fo- yeah. photographs and um, Aston and right. stuff. I want him to garble the, the language and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of to wind down, what are your expectations now that you've seen the trailer? How do you feel about the movie going into it? How do you feel about what's to come? I feel pretty good. Like, like I said, I think, I think they're going to give, I think right now all all I can do is look at it from a marketing perspective Mm because that's what a trailer is. It's, it's a, it's an ad. It's just a video ad for the movie basically. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to appeal to a certain demographic. And so I'm kind of hoping that a lot of what we saw in the trailer was that yeah. as opposed to the actual meat of mm-hmm. the, of the movie itself. I, right. like I said, I, to, to put it, like I said earlier, I hope there's a lot of stuff for me and for mm-hmm. the people like us right. who've been dedicated to the series for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what I'm hoping. And, and, and based on a few cues throughout the teasers and the trailer itself, I think we're going to be okay. And, yeah. and, and, I, I'm I'm still looking forward to it just as much as I was. Me too. Um, I am very much jazzed for it. I um, can't wait. My position on it, like I know I have been known in the past to be excited about something and be let down by it. Yeah. I am 
actively looking at this from a more what's the word I'm looking for? A more realistic perspective. Mm-hmm. Like like my excitement for this movie and my my love for this material is just that. It's excitement and love for the material. This is another version of it. This is a this is someone taking their love of the material and putting it into a different medium. It's not going to change how I read the books. It's not going to change what I love about it. Um, best case scenario, it's going to be incredible and I'm going to love it and I'm going to have another thing to add to my love of the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. And also best case scenario also is freaking merchandise. I'm going to spend so much money on anything I can find yeah, regarding the Dark true. Tower. Um, Very true. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, it blows, it tanks, they don't make any more. I still have eight books and a bunch of comic books. Yeah. Like it's a win-win. Right. Um, so yeah. So, um, hopefully this plays before guardians of the galaxy volume two and hopefully people go see it and hopefully, um, you know, we get a big franchise out of it. Hopefully yeah. TV show for wizard and glass, mm-hmm. um, parting, parting thought. um, Last I checked, you were midway through book five in your like read through. Are you gonna make it to yes. August fourth? I'm gonna make it. Yeah, nice. Where um, that now? Uh, well, I, I finished book five and nice. I, I took a break to get some other books read. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I didn't want to finish the books too early. Sure. Before the movie came out, um, that'll be my excuse too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I want to read six and seven. Um, I'll probably audiobook it. Uh-huh. Um, before the movie comes out, I got plenty of time, yeah. and then I'd like to get um, went through the keyhole read, which I still have yet to read. Same here, still never read it. Um, and I want to read the comics, but that's mm-hmm. kind of there's a f- quite a few of them. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen. And plus, I other than some flashbacks, maybe in the movie, mm-hmm. I don't know that we're going to get much comic book stuff in there. Yeah, although and- there is. I mean, this isn't a spoiler. It's part of the press. There's a there's an actress cast as Susan Delgado in the movie. Mm, that's not accurate. On IMDb, there's an actress. Are you sure? Yep. Who's I saw the it. actress. Um, not Catherine Winnick. Alex McGregor. Seriously? Yeah. So I don't know if really? some of the flashback that's in book four uh, is going to be in oh, this. Oh shit! I, I don't know. I, my immediate, my freaking immediate thought, and this is goes against everything that I've said about this adaptation and about the movie and everything, um, is she's not blonde. Uh, me too. That's the <laughs> yeah. first thing I thought too. Um, maybe I don't see that. Well, because we did get that shot in the trailer of him with his dad. Right. So right. So we, I can't imagine they would flash back to. I wonder if that's because IMDb is also, and I could be, I, I'll be eating my words um, come August probably, but I mean, IMDb is never like, they don't like, it's not never 100%. Um, it's true. So yeah. it could be that, that could just be something like that could just be something that's not uh, accurate to the movie, but yeah. Wow. That would be surprising. So surprising. Yeah. Um, but I mean, based on 
the the kind of flashback is not an accurate word for for the, right. the scene that Roland has in the in the trailer that Roland has with his dad, mm-hmm. played by Dennis Haysbert, because they're both adult grown men and. Oh, that's I true. Mean, no, that's true. Stephen Shane. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a spoiler about the books. Um, right. <laughs> they were never men together. I'll yeah. Put it, like the, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, easier way of saying that would be Roland left Gilead <laughs> when he was a boy. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm wondering if maybe he just kind of has some kind of hallucination at some point. Yeah, maybe an like apparition that. or and something. He, and he, yeah, something like that. A dream. Huh. Where he sees Susan and his dad. Yeah. We'll see. I don't I don't know. Oh, that'd be so cool if that's like if like the only thing we see of of Susan Delgado in the movie is just a flashback or like a a shot of his memory that's just her in in a window. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. God, that would be so great. Right. I am so excited for this. <laughs> um so yeah, so what was what were you, what was your point about bringing up Susan? I don't Um cuz that just blew my mind a little bit. I don't remember. I don't remember what my point was. Okay, sure. So, um, yeah, so my, uh, oh, where I'm at with the, um, uh, with the, with the reread is I am 14 hours into Wizarding Glass, which is book four. So what I will have is a, you know, stuff. Um, no, um, <laughs> I'll have plenty of time. I've been re I've been listening to the audiobooks. Um, I am exactly, oh, I'm 16 hours into it. So I have 11 hours left. So yeah, I'm mm. good there. Uh, wizarding glass and then, um, uh, wolves of the Kala song of Susanna, the dark tower. And then I'll also check out, uh, went through the keyhole. I'll have plenty of time. It's three months. I'll power through it. Yeah. Power through. It's the wrong word. Cause I, I love this freaking series. <laughs> and like, the advent of audiobooks in my life is like, I mean, like I'm going to re listen to this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to try to do it not like yearly, but I can see that. Now. Cause like one of the big things, it's a daunting read. Right. And I'm right. a slow, like, uh, paper reader. Yeah. Um, so this is like, this is, this is, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to uh, finish finish rereading the Dark Tower, and then probably around the time the Dark Tower comes out is when I'll start uh, reading for the first time in my life. It nice. Yep. So that about does it for our special bonus episode uh, talking about the Dark Tower official trailer. The movie comes out August fourth. Um, if you, I mean, I know we, I know how many listeners we get and how many people download the podcast each week, and I know that it's. It's not going to, it's not going to make a big difference or anything, uh, to to be to be honest. But if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to say it. Um, if you don't want to donate or if you don't want to leave us a review, don't want to do anything. I mean, spend two hours at the movie theater the weekend of August fourth. Yes. Just you know. Pay the ten bucks, see the movie, even if you have no interest in it, just so that we can get, you know, yeah, the box office. <laughs> like yes. I want this to be a thing. I know. It's oh, ah, oh. <laughs> and it's and it's kind of awkward. I I blame um, MRC and Sony and um, Nikolai Arcel. I blame the entire everything for this. But last week I wore because at work on we get casual Fridays, so we wear jeans and shirts on Fridays. So 
last week. No, no, no. It wasn't last week, was it? I think like two weeks ago I wore my new um, – oh, yeah, because I was off last Friday. Anyway, the last time I had Casual Friday, um, I wore my new Katet of 19 Dark Tower shirt. And now it, like it's like I have to wear it again. Yeah. So I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm going to wear that to commemorate it. So Nice. Anyway um, – <laughs> People are not listening anymore. Um, go see the movie, please, when it comes out. I don't care. Like, this is, it's, you know, that's not an ad for any, we, we won't get any money. It's just, right. You know, I really want it to be successful. Yes. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for listening. We will be back with our review of The Fate of the Furious, um, likely next week. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, cause I mean, I mean, there's no other time for right. us to record. Right. Um, so yeah, so we bumped, we bumped the fate of the furious because of the dark tower trailer mm-hmm. and, uh, because of other stuff. And then, uh, we've got other, other stuff going on. Shout out to my friends, Yuri and John getting married. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we'll be back next week with our review of the fate of the furious and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause a wheel. Yeah. Cause a wheel and uh, long days and pleasant nights. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. The war is over. You know what's coming. The tower will fall. And kind of as a bonus to this episode, I'm going to tack on at the end this like little discussion that Tiny and I had back when Castle Rock, the Hulu show, was announced. And we talked a little bit about the Dark Tower also. The reason I didn't include it in one of the previous episodes is it was one of those times where we recorded and then life got in the way. So it took about a month for me to edit the edit the recording together. And so we ended up uh, – I ended up scrapping that. So kind of as a bonus, I'm going to throw it in here even though it's not necessarily current. Um, it is still us discussing Stephen King and the Dark Tower, and I figured it would be appropriate for this bonus episode. So enjoy that, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. I did not kill with my gun. I killed with my heart. So first off, I I mean, I didn't have time, or I didn't really take the time to compile news and everything, because the last couple of episodes have been kind of delayed with getting them, uh, getting it released and everything, but there's one piece of news that I kind of want to mention um, just in passing because we haven't been able to cover it on the podcast yet, and that is the announcement that Hulu is going to be creating a uh, TV series with J.J. Abrams um, called Castle Rock that is a – it's an anthology series that each season is uh, about – presumably about characters or a story set in the fictional town of Castle Rock, Maine that popularizes, uh, that is the, that is the location for several of King's Stephen King's uh, books and short stories. Um, And honestly, tiny, uh, this was announced like a month, month and a half ago. And like, I was thinking about it. Like this is in terms of Stephen King announcements, this is the, this is probably like the number two like best thing that I think could have happened. Really? Um, I think so. Yeah. The number one would be no, no, no. This this would be number three. Um, number two would be that the Dark Tower has like raving, like raved uh, reception, like buzz about mm-hmm. it, and that they're greenlighting an entire you know 
everything, like franchise of movies to do it right and everything. Yeah. Um, then number one would be just a complete 100% Stephen King shared universe. Totally. Yeah. But this is cool because it's like a contained shared universe of the Castle Rock stories, which... It's a, mini, mean, it's a mini-verse. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. super excited about it because... Yeah. yeah, how do you how do you feel about it? I mean, I'm excited about it too. I think of un, unfortunately, I think it's a of the Stephen King universes. You could say he's created a multiverse, really. Mm-hmm. And I would say of his multiverse, this is not one of the best known. I think. Sure. I think I've only read like one of the books that take place in Castle Rock. Yeah, the Dead Zone is that a Castle Rock? Book? I believe so. Yeah, Dead yeah. Zone, and like there's some that it's they're not necessarily set in Castle Rock, but they reference Castle Rock, and they're kind of gotcha. It's like kind of a communal thing, I think. Yeah. Um. But it's but yeah. the good thing about it is um, our co-host who's on sabbatical, Mike, uh-huh. regularly talks about Easter eggs. Oh yes, this will be there could be an Easter egg mm-hmm. in every episode. The teaser trailer alone, like the announcement teaser alone, mm-hmm. the way it, I mean, it just showed like uh, just words from like different titles and different character names and stuff. Yeah, and had like audio from like different iconic Stephen King moments. It's like that alone, like. Um, I listened to the Stephen King cast and like they went through, he, like he went through and, uh, named like all of the Easter eggs that he could find on it. And it's like, I mean, it, it was like a 25 minute episode. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they they could just mention about the people who've been dying in Derry or, mm-hmm. uh, the missing people in Salem, Jerusalem's lot. Right. Salem's lot. Jerusalem's mm-hmm. lot. Jerusalem's lot. Yeah. Jesus. Can you keep them all straight? You're fine. Um, <laughs> and you know, and like all that stuff. I mean, it's. Just Easter egg on top of Easter yeah. egg. The it, book is Salem's Lot, right? The town, isn't it? Yeah, I'm stupid. Anyway, no, it's um, <laughs> but yeah, like they could, uh, they could just reference everything all the time, and it would just be, it'd be so satisfying for fans like us mm-hmm. who are Absolutely. so so familiar with his his stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yep. Um. So that's awesome, and kind of on tangentially related, Stephen King. What network is that going to be on? That's going to be on Hulu. Hulu, okay. which is another reason why it makes me really excited because uh, because Hulu did Hulu and JJ uh, um, Abrams they did eleven twenty two sixty three right which I thought was a fantastic uh, event series I mm-hmm. mean like they they had some issues that here and there but I as a Stephen King fan it was great and it was loaded up with a ton of different Easter eggs and stuff nice. Um, Gosh, I, I I never I never saw it. It's so good. I don't have Hulu. I right. I can give you my password. So oh really? Watch it. Yeah. I might do that. I might take nice. you up on that because nice. I you I get just, a password. You, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I just can't afford even the eight dollars mm-hmm. a month. I don't want to have any extra. Right. Or ten bucks a month, whatever it is. You're talking like you just spent one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I spent like two hundred dollars at Lowe's this weekend that we didn't have. Oh wow! Just on stuff we kind of needed slash wanted for the house. Jeez. Yeah, that's just that's how it's gonna be. So wow, talk about the highs and lows, though. Yeah, nice highs and lows. The yeah. depots uh-huh. at your home. That's depots and yeah, save big money at Menards. Uh huh. Menards, if you'd like to sponsor us. Yeah, they don't. So let's send an let's, email. Let's, let's let's let's. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, final bit of news. Uh, we we don't have a Dark Tower trailer yet. Yet we do have a Still. poster. The poster, yeah, yeah. Which I thought the poster looked pretty cool. If a little derivative of like science fiction action thing, like it reminded me of like the Doctor Strange poster and 
like Inception, just the way it seemed kind of generic to that genre for Hollywood releases and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tiny, you you were more favorable on the uh, poster. I was. I think it was intended to look that way, mm-hmm. um, almost as like an Easter egg to the people who are fans of the books, because you know it's it's very. Um, the imagery used in the poster is very reminiscent of a lot of the artwork for the dark tower. That's sure been around for years mm-hmm. um, because the inverted image is of a tower. Right. And so, I, and I like that and it yeah. took me way too long to, to notice that. Yeah. Um, essentially the way that the poster is set up is that it's um, Roland and Jake at the bottom uh, in the center, walking down a city street, uh, where all of the buildings and basically the the skyline and, and the building around them, they're kind of in an alleyway. It's upside down. Um, and at the top, you can see upside down is uh, Matthew McConaughey as the man in black walking kind of on, on the top of it, uh, parallel to them. But the white space that's in the middle of the whole image is in the shape, like the structure of the buildings and everything that's, that are inverted on, uh, on either side of the characters. Uh, the shape uh, is of the tower and it's all white sky in the middle. So it's, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty, pretty, uh, badass, but, um, but yeah. Um, and then today, tiny, I didn't read this fully cause I didn't want to get too depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, frequent guest friend of the show, um, still pending PlayStation network, uh, friend, <laughs> on my PS4, but whatever. <laughs> Robert Feckus, he uh, shared a link with me that was someone's uh, thoughts on the footage of Dark Tower that was shown at, I believe it was at CinemaCon, uh, which is a kind of vendor convention for, for uh, theater owners or something like that. Um, and it was not, not favorable. Yeah. Um, Tiny, you read more about this. How does this make you feel about the the movie that we still don't have a trailer for, even though it comes out in like <laughs> March, like four months? I know. Um, it was a little discouraging. Mm-hmm. I, I can't lie. Um, but I, I feel like there are going to be diehard fans of the books and stuff mm-hmm. that like they're just going to be impossible to um, satisfy. Um, like there's just going to be no way that they will be happy with anything. And so I think they're, no matter what they see, whether it's a trailer artwork and then the movie itself, they're going to be disappointed and they're going to rip mm-hmm. it up and, and stuff. And, um, the guy who wrote the article, I don't know that I don't know him, but it sounds like he's, he's been a fan of the book since he was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he could possibly fall into that category. Okay. But having said that, the things that he described, the specifics, the details in the mm-hmm. article were were discouraging and, and didn't really? sound great. Um, but I didn't I didn't see them. I just read about descriptions of it. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what works for one person doesn't work for another. Yeah. Um, but we have to say this for the upteenth millionth time. We're not going to know how good it is until we see it. Right. We have to wait and see how it is. You know, it's. I hate saying that, but. Mm-hmm. At this point, that's all I can do to remain positive. Yeah, and I think with, I think with me, like when I started reading that, um, I basically I was, I stopped reading after the first few sentences, and I was like, I I'm just I'll wait until I see something, mm-hmm. um, myself. And it wasn't like I don't know. I had this thought the other day. I was sitting there thinking, like, it does 
and I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna try my best to keep this frame of reference or this this mindset going into the movie when when it uh when it when it finally gets released. But like I was just sitting there thinking, like hypothetically, like okay, what if this movie is garbage? What if this movie is spoiler for the extended potpourri we're about to we're about to discuss? But what if this movie is the Great Wall? <laughs> <laughs> um, what if it's not great and not good at all? And then I'm just sitting, sitting there thinking, like I was trying to put myself in that headspace, and I'm not putting all like it's not. It's at the end of the day, it's a movie that's based on what is definitely my favorite book series of all time and favorite Stephen King work of all time. At the end of the day, they could completely destroy, destroy the uh, movie. I still have those books. <laughs> right. That's because it's not like, I don't know. It's yeah. It's not like they're ruining the source material by making it into another medium. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but then just watch, when we see it and we review it and I uh, I, <laughs> I cry my fanboy tears yeah um, about it but but yeah uh, so yeah so that's The Dark Tower we still don't have a trailer when we do we'll probably have an episode about it um, uh, so expect that like the week before the movie's released at this at this rate yeah Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can email the hosts individually at Matt, Tiny, or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com or send an email to the podcast in general at podcast at ObsessiveViewer.com. Check out the Obsessive Viewer blog at ObsessiveViewer.com where we post movie and TV reviews and the occasional editorial about the business of entertainment. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer and follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer, at Obsessive Tiny, and at I Am Mike White. If you want more obsessive content in your life, check out our sister site, ObsessiveBookNerd.com, for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other.